You ready? Hold yeah, on. Be good. <clears throat> Okay, welcome to Multiple Streams by Any Means, podcast where we focus on showing you guys different pl- uh, paths to financial freedom and wealth. I'm your host, Bam. We got my co-host. Jason Wyatt Pro. Okay, man. Today we got the Mindset Mogul, the guy that's going to teach you the power of relationships to enhance your business. We got my brother, Sean Crommy. How you doing, my brother? I'm doing well. I'm doing fantastic. Can't complain, even if I try. How you feeling, kid? I'm feeling good, man. Welcome, how welcome, you feeling, welcome brother. Welcome, brother. Welcome. Yeah, man. How you, okay, okay. So how, um, how, how was your flight and your trip out here? Yo, trip was out. Trip out here was dope. I came from Turks. Um, I was in Bahamas, <laughs> okay. you know, just chilling okay. out there. It was dope. Then I had said, let me stop in Miami because the weather looking nice. <laughs> had a good time in Miami. Then I came up here. Um, I went to um, the event on Saturday. It was chilling with everybody there. That was dope. So I'm yeah. good now. I'm vibing. Yeah. Um, good trip. Good trip so far. Okay, cool. Um, so where you from, man? I'm from New York City, bro. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah. Born and raised. Born and raised. You already know. BK. You already <laughs> <laughs> Do it big, like BNBK, right. man. Yeah. Okay, man. All right. So, Sean, man, what type of guy were you growing up, man? Like, were you an entrepreneur growing up? You were, like, more into sports. Yeah, Stu- I was a sports guy. Sports guy. What sports yeah. you play? Bro, I played um, basketball. I played football. I played soccer. I played uh, uh, street hockey. I played, <laughs> you know, I like, did I say baseball? I played baseball. So, <laughs> yeah. I played pretty much all the sports that I could play. Okay. Yeah. I would, say, I would say like uh, street hockey. That's like a real sport, or it, it was just something the kids play. It's something the kids play. Okay. It, it wasn't. It wasn't a, a league or anything like that. But it was something the kids play. We got together, got the roller blades, got the hockey pucks. Like, yo, let's get it. Let's do something different. So, <laughs> compared to the ice hockey, you ever did ice hockey no, before? I haven't done ice. Oh, okay, hockey. I got you. I got you. So it's basically like street ball. <laughs> yeah, bro. I love it. And it was during the summer, so it wasn't yeah. during the cold. Like, mind me, um, one of my little. Favorite TV shows coming up was Rocket Power. Okay. I remember they used to play street hockey Rocket a lot. Of time. You remember that show? Yeah, I remember that show. Okay, okay, okay. All right, so um, all right, so you from BK, athlete growing up. So no entrepreneurship experience coming up. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, so y'all know when y'all go to school, people be asking y'all for stuff, right? Correct. Yeah, man. But what, what did they ask you for when you was? Yeah, they want that candy. Candy, yeah. yeah. So I was in there selling candy because at first I'd bring some snacks because my mom she don't even get some snacks before yeah. I go, okay. some chips or whatever the case may be. And then people would ask for it. Get your gums, yo. Like, damn. Giving it out to everybody. I got one left, and now it's first period. <laughs> like damn, like I ain't even get through the day. Yeah. So I started realizing, okay, what if I just sold it to them so that way we could all get some? But at least I can go re up for us, and mm-hmm. it's basically like for us. You y'all all just pitch it in. I go get it. We re up, and then it's for us. Yep, that's, that's how, how it goes. Was. That's how it starts. <laughs> it's how it starts. Yeah. Now that's what's up. So I feel like uh, I've said this before. Selling candy is like one of the, in the hood, selling candy is like the gateway hustle to entrepreneurship. Because yeah, yeah. I mean, like, did you you ever sell candy? We sold it all, man. Yeah. Candy, soda. Yeah, man. Pumpsuits. CDs. Yeah, man. Anything. I started making, um, it got to a point, that I started making the candy lady nervous. There you go. Yeah, one day she out there, she like, she eating a banana, she like, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. <laughs> now nah, I'm just playing with you, man. So like, uh, so how old were you when you started hustling, selling candy, things of that nature? Ooh. Same age, okay, around the same. That's what's up, man. So we got something to come. And I wasn't the athlete, but uh, whatever. So out of all those sports, what was your favorite sport? The favorite sport was basketball. Basketball, yeah. basketball is my favorite, favorite sport. sport. Man, so yeah, something about the court, whatever yeah. way I go. But yeah, yeah. it was basketball. <laughs> what was it, what position you played? Point um, guard. Honestly, I played all positions. Um, For real? point guard naturally, but I played all positions. In my very first like high school official game, I played center. 
Oh, wow. But I scored 35 points because your boy got the move. (laughs) I got the move. You got a point guard with post-move skills. Like, the big man can't keep up with him. So that's what what that was. Yeah, he LeBron out there. Playing any any position they throw him, he he got it. He got it. Now, what's up? Um, All right, so after high school, did you uh, do college? I don't like talking about college. Mm. Because it's these people that be hitting me up in emails Mm. asking for money. And I'll be like, bro, I ain't never go there. I never went there. Just, it's understand. So just to keep the continuity, no. Uh, no. But I, there was this campus I used to go to in New Jersey. It was called Seton Hall. I used to be up there because one of my bros was up there. So I used to roll with him and uh-huh. hang out. And you, know, you get experience. At the end of the day, uh, most of what you pay for is experience. Yeah. True. And I mean, if you can get it for free, bro, you got. I know you got your money's worth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, all right, so what about work history? So I know you were selling candy mm-hmm. when you were a little younger. What about like work work history? What was your first job? My first <clears> job <throat> was a basketball. Well, damn, my, let's go real. Let's go real back. My first job was doing birthday parties. My mom, she was an entrepreneur in New York City. She gave out hundreds of jobs to people that's in the community. One of the jobs that she gave out yeah. to us was being able to be like in the costumes for the parties. So you know, like children have like their their like birthday and they got like a theme to it. Mm-hmm. So we used to be the characters inside the costume. <laughs> and you know, as one, one time, like I don't know if y'all remember Barney. Barney. Yeah. This that's that's it, what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a bad time for Barney now. Like, oh, I yeah, know, he was going through his thing. Right? It wasn't me though, but it was my cousin who got the, you know, got the left, right hooks on him and the head was around the body like Ooh. Barney's head was like backwards. <laughs> but um I was one of the I was one of the <laughs> the um the characters and that that showed me something. Mm. Like just to be able to add value to somebody. That was the first time I realized what value was. I was mm. like, yeah so okay. doing that um did the like the clown so I was like a clown everybody come on I think when they had that till they had the clown I had the wig yeah the paint face yeah, too. yeah my, my uncle was nice at painting faces okay um so he would do like um, face painting. This is where my mom showed me that everybody can have their own business to come together for one. Yeah. So we had, it was still all her stuff, but it's just showing you the model. So she would hire my, my uncle, he would do the face painting, then it would be somebody else that does the balloon animals, and then it would be somebody else that's inside the costume, and then it's somebody else that's uh, running around like just galvanizing everybody to make them happy, right? So right. And then she's like the maestro type of person to yeah, keep MC. everybody, right, MC. Right. So that was dope. That was my first experience with anything. Okay, so, how old were you around that time? That was about 9, 10, oh, yeah, cool. 9, 10, 11. So this is how I started. Like, this is how it was so easy for me to do the, the candy thing, right? Because I already seen, like, you could provide value. You can make money over it. So it was a no-brainer. All it took was, like, three or four times people were asking me. I was like, nah, I'm going to go get this tomorrow, and I'm going to go rack it up, and then we're going to break bread yeah. and all that. So that's how <laughs> Yeah, um, so you learned that you learned at an early age that teamwork makes a dream work. Yeah. And you just, you pretty much saw how how one thing can can pretty much have a lot of other people interconnected where we gonna, we can all make money. So like um I do feel like that's one of the things that we need more of to help us like learn how to circulate and share and build together. Because I mean to be honest with you in our community it's a lot of finessing going on. And um besides the dollar amount that we lose, I feel like the mentality is was really worse. Because it kind of gets hard the way you can, it, it gets harder to trust people. You know, once you've done business with people and you've tried to build with people, you know, because in order for me to achieve my goals, I gotta, it's bigger than me. Like, I couldn't even start this without my bro, you know? So, a lot of the bigger projects that I'm gonna have to do, whether it's real estate or whatever, it's gonna require more than just myself. So, I guess with that being said, you know, we just gotta make sure we do a better job of just treating each other better and just more so vetting each other. 
like vetting um vetting the people that we cho- choose to try to do biz with. But now that's what's up, man. Um, your mom was a real hustler, though. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you said she gave boy hundreds of jobs. Bro, like she used to, cause she had multiple jobs now. Okay. So yeah, multiple streams, by multiple any means. Multiple streams. Yeah, Come man. on, make the plug. You yeah, understand? man. So not only did she have, um, she had, uh, entertainment business with children. The parents would be like, "You ain't got nothing for the adults." <laughs> and she was like, "Nah," but she's like, "Why not? We need something." Yeah. She created something. So then it, from that creation of having like adult parties, it turned into having adult parties. Okay. So now it turned into a whole exotic dancer type of world, mm. right? So seeing that young growing up was a whole other thing. Um, but the, the beauty in that was it showed me that anybody can become family because the girls that used to dance with her were, or dance for her rather, were um, family at mm. that time. They would, they would be living in our house. I wasn't mad because I got some baddies hanging around me. <laughs> What's up, babies? Like, so teaching me the game. Tell me, teach me the game, ladies. Yeah. Uh, so that's how that was. But it, it taught me that family can be created and family should be created. Mm. Yeah. I like that, man. It's nothing but positivity, man. Because a lot of times we hear these stories and it's like, it's normal. It's normal. Like, oh, my family, they be the worst. But in your situation, your family was the best asset for you. You was able to learn from your family. Now, that's what's up, bro. Um, that's what's up. What was um what was some of the names of the businesses that she ran? So <laughs> y'all want to know the names there? A, the cu- names? a good couple. I know it's some good ones. <laughs> yeah. The, the, y'all know the strip name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really <laughs> He's like, yeah, what's the name? Y'all looking up on the low. He's like, what's the name of that thing? Yeah. Uh one of the names was called Pussycat Lounge. Okay. That, yeah, that was a dope name, but you know what I'm saying? But I was too young to really like, you know, like to get into that. But I did make music and they did play my my music in the club, which that was like an accolade for me at that time. I played my music yeah. in the club. So that was dope. Um another business another business was called Fantasy Productions. That's where she did all of the um that's like the the, the hub company. Mm-hmm. And then the exotic dancing company came from there. So the fantasy productions that also ran the um the children's parties and everything. Okay. I'm gonna tell you yeah, something odd. Something odd. So I remember when I was like real young, I was like four years old. And um, it was this lady. She, my mom allowed her to stay with us for a while. I haven't seen them since I was like, she had two sons. One was named Josh and one was named Jeremy. So I'm a kid. And then, um, so one time a cartoon came up. It was like Josie and the Pussycats. So I said, um, she said, like, what y'all was watching today? I said, Josie and the Pussycats. She looked at me and said, can't say that. You can't say that word. I said, what you talking about, cat? She said, so from that, I ended up looking up or asking somebody what it meant, and this lady traumatized me when I was a kid. That's how I learned, that's how I learned what pussy meant when I was a kid. I was four years old, and yeah, that's how people are in the hood, man. I don't know. It was a random story, but when you said pussycat, it brought me all the way when I was four years Took old. All right, so cool. Um, Mom was a hustler. Um, you was around. You was pretty much exposed to the good life at a young mm-hmm. age. So what you do uh, when you when you when you graduated high school? What was you you know what was you on when you graduated high school? Well, when I graduated, I was um, salutatorian, so I wasn't the valedictorian because I went to four different high schools. I went to seven different schools in nine years, so that's the only reason why I wasn't able to get the valedictorian. Um, I did have a ninety nine grade point average after ninth grade. My mom, she unfortunately passed away. She had thirteen brain tumors, collapsed lung, she had cancer, oh, and um, during that ninth grade year, that's when it. That's when it transpired. So I was in New York City. New York City has a grade point average rubric that if you get 64, you fell. I have 65. So I went to North Carolina right after that. And I just wanted to like refocus, reestablish my mind. 
and I played basketball, and then we won a couple of championships with, on a lower level, uh, which was dope. Then I came back to New York City, went to the finals, but we lost in the finals. So I'm thinking, I'm going to any school and I can ball up because I never not made a team. I'm nice. I'm that dude. What's up? <laughs> yeah. I go to this school. I, first of all, I got a deal on the table, D3 contract, and I don't take that. I have another opportunity being that my, my, I lost both of my parents. Wow, so man. being that that um, that that happened, my grandmother became my new mom, right? So then she was like, I made a promise to your mom that I keep you safe. So like, I had another school I wanted to go to, which was Hawaii. And she was like, that's way too far. So I settled on a school that was a little bit closer, see if I got in touch with the person that was coaching and administrative. And they say, yeah, come through. We're going to let you do a trial. I never not made a team. I'm nice. Yeah. So I get there. It's a scandal with the coach. The coach get fired. Mm-hmm. So this started to have my my whole trajectory of even playing basketball go down the, the hill. And I should have just kind of like pivoted, but I didn't. So after school, I was just still searching for a basketball career. But what I ended up finding was videography, okay. photography, Mm. And those type of computer skills to make um, games, to make uh, websites, and those type of things. So I was doing that for people while I was in school, right? Wow. So um, being able to do that, that's when I started another side hustle. I was, started a business. I named the business. It was a media production company. I started doing that with my brothers. So my brothers and I, we said, look, let's form whatever we can form, and let's just make sure we can help each other get to that, that stage that we want to get to. Whatever that is, I'm going to support you. You're going to support me. We're just going to support each other. And we did that. We were going around. We were shooting videos for people, whether it was music videos, whether it was documentaries, whether it was photography, all of that. And it was dope. But we didn't get much bread out of it. But it taught us that we could actually do it. Like, we could we could be bosses. Um, I went on to uh, become a graphic designer uh, for Netflix and Roku. So, I've been, yeah, I was doing that. And I realized, like, good was no longer good enough for me. Right, you know, yeah, like how right. everybody asks you, they're like, "Yo, how you feeling? Yo, I'm good. I'm good. You really, you good though? Cause you live good. Come on, let's. Be I gotta right. be great though. Right. <laughs> I, I gotta was, navigate the great. Bro, I was too busy being good that I forgot about my greatness. Ah oh, man, that's that's most of us, right? Be too busy being good. Look, if you're too busy being good that you forgot about your greatness, look, I'm gonna tell you like this: you are amazing. You are whole. You are complete. You are everything you've ever needed to be. But guess what? If you think you're gonna do it alone, that's a slow road to success. That's the that's that's a failure role. Ninety nine percent of successful businesses are created through strategic partnerships. So I just want you to focus on how can you become better with strategic partnerships with building with other people. So that was the that was the goal. The goal was like, let me see how I could build with everybody. Obviously, I have my brothers and all of that. But um, I was wondering, like, how could I just get to another level? Mm-hmm. Um, I had gastroesophageal reflux disease. And I lost over 45 pounds, 55 pounds in 41 days. Stomach. Yeah, bro. Esophagus. Mm. And um, I could barely eat. I'm still like suffering from a little bit because lingering because it was a chronic thing. It was cancer. Mm, This thing was like so badly burnt that it's going to take time to truly, fully heal, um, which I feel a lot better. Like I went plant-based and I never looked back from that since. And that really transformed my life. So from there, you know, I decided to jump into real estate, got a real estate investments. My brothers and I, we said, okay, let's go for it. Like when I moved to California, um, and when I moved to California, I picked up a sales job. Mm. I got promoted four times in the same week. Mm. Yeah, it was like at first I was at first I was doing cold calling. I was mm-hmm. like on the sales, like not sales, but I was just cold calling people, like in a uh, call 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 awesome. house. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So then um they they everybody started listening in. Like people used to come around and start standing there. They're like, yo, Wolf man. Wall Street. Right. Wolf They're Wall. like, yo, listen to what he's doing. I'm like, and I'm just 
like, yo, nah, we need you on the sales side. I'm like, what's the sales side? They woke me into the next office. There's a sales side on the next <laughs> office. I'm like, damn, I see what y'all doing here. So y'all yeah. calling people from this office to call them to this office to yeah. sell them. I'm like, damn, y'all cold with it. All right, yeah. so they told me the game. Like, you, you got to get them leads. Point guard, shooting guard. All right. Yeah. So, um... I started selling and I realized how to sell. So when the opportunity came to get the um get the property in New York City, it's a brownstone. Like a brownstone property is like a prestigious property. It's okay. like worth like a million dollars or whatever. So when we had <clears throat> had an opportunity to acquire this, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go back. Went back to New York, pitched the idea like mo- to the motivated seller. Like, yo, this is what we could do with it. This is what we could do. Long story short, we got this deal on this contract. <laughs> the job. issue is we ain't had the money. <laughs> so, Who's got my money? Right. So where the money at? So we like um we like scrambling, like saving, because I'm doing graphics for Netflix and Roku. So I could I could get a little bag, but it ain't enough to buy a brownstone. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So we we end up having to get a partner and the capital partner came in and the capital partner was like, Yeah, I'm not looking to hold this with y'all. I want my money. So we're going to sell this or I'm not joining the deal. So we had to sell the deal. But when we sold the property, um, so we didn't have to sell the deal. We, we had to sell the property for mm. the deal. So we got the deal. We had to sell the property. And when we sold the property, we made six figures our very first deal. So when we split it up the money, that was our first five-figure days. Mm. When we seen that, we was like, nah. Never look back. It's on. <laughs> it's on. Let's go. Where, where the other properties at? <laughs> so he's looking for the other properties. Yeah. So we took some of the money. And my, one of my brothers, he's, my, he's our financial advisor right now in our life insurance. Okay. So he uh, he instructed us, let's do business funding. This is the first time we heard it. Because remember, we didn't have the money. So we right. didn't even know. But we, yeah, we, yeah. we knew that we had to become more effective for less time. Yeah. So we went out to get the, to get the bread. Right. So we know that now you can leverage your LLCs to mm-hmm. get $25,000 from this bank. You get twenty five from that bank. Mm-hmm. You get twenty five from this bank. But mm-hmm. if you got two LLCs, now you get one hundred and fifty thousand. <laughs> so you start to realize, wait a minute, there's a whole game that's being played, and y'all ain't know I was the one being played. I was the one slaving. Right. All right. So now, all right, cool. Whatever the case may be, we got a property. How old were you at this time? Though? This is like twenty eight or something like that. Twenty eight. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is this is back like at this time. This is like two thousand and seventeen when we closed on the deal. Right, mm-hmm. uh, so we closing that deal. Um, I'm still at graph, doing graphics for Netflix and Roku, whatever the case may be. Um, and we're like, all right, cool. I go get the Airbnb now. Mm-hmm. Now I rent out the Airbnb space. Mm-hmm. When I rent out the Airbnb space, I'm noticing another hack. I'm becoming more effective in less time. I'm getting paid for selling out a room. Yeah. Right. Yo, people used to live in my house for free. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I should have been doing this a minute ago. You understand? So, so that's how that was. Um, but I got sick at that time when I told you the gas, yeah, 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 gastroesophageal okay. reflux. So they told me they was like, "Yo," I was like, "Let me stay at home." This is 2018, the end of 2018. I'm like, "Let me stay at home. Let me heal up, and then I come back in later because I could work online." Like. When I'm in the office, all of my stuff is online. It's not, I don't even have to have meetings. I'm online. My, right. my supervisor, who, uh, my graphic designer, Lee, he's over there, right? Mm. And we just talk for a minute, whatever. He said, all right, go on. Three weeks later, call me back. Four, four weeks later, whatever, around that time, they call me back. You got to make a choice, young man. You either you choose to stay at the office or you got to find a new place. Find a new place. Y'all see me lose over 55 pounds in a month or so. So they're like, yeah. So I said, all right, I got vacation days. He said, yeah. He's like, can I take my vacation days? He said, no problem. I'm thinking, they probably thought I was going to take them in all succession, like right after another. Nah. I give me my Monday off, give me a Friday off. 
Do you know how many vacation days that is, bro? I got <laughs> wild vacation days, bro. I took every Monday and Friday off. This worked for like almost three months. Yeah. So you mean to tell me now I'm getting paid for five days worth of work, only doing three days? Right. Nah, I'm living. You mean to tell me I got a four-day weekend? Nah, I'm living, bro. I'm talking about two, three months doing this, bro. Nah, yeah. I'm lit. I'm lit. You can't tell me nothing. Can't I'm becoming me. more effective in less time. <laughs> so that, that it was that that started the, the transformation in the mindset was like, what else don't I know about? See, because I have what I have because I am who I am, mm-hmm. right? You have what you have because you are who you are. Mm-hmm. See, you have what you want right now in your life and you know what you know because of the things that you've discovered, right? So right. basically, you are where you're at in your life because of the things that you know, but you're not where you're at in your life because of the things that you don't know. Right. I needed to learn some more. Mm. I needed to know some more. So I, I seeked out mentorship. I seeked out um, seminars. I read books. Mm-hmm. I did all of this self-development. I had apps that was working with me. I was like, nah, I got to get better. But this thing was like fuel to the fire. Because at the same time, I remember I'm sick. I'm yeah. healing. Yeah. And that was my that was my outlet okay. to be able to like develop my mind. And every time I got a breakthrough, y'all, I used to write it down. There you go. I, I, wrote, I wrote down so many notes from 2017 all the way to 2021. That I had enough for like five books. I have over hundred digital assets right now, but this was this is my flagship book. Okay, you get what I'm saying. So when I put this out, man, this changed the game for me. Mm. So that's just to catch y'all up to where I was right after college and all that stuff. Right. So now you could kind of pick up with the question if you feel. Absolutely. I explained to the people what digital assets are. Digital asset is uh, something. It's an asset that brings you money, but it's digital. So you could have a digital asset in the form of digital real estate. That's how I like to look at it. If you are online in a digital world, you could be in multiple places at once. See, the key for me is becoming more effective in less time. The way I'm going to do that is I have to have multiple streams of impact. I know we talk about multiple streams of income, but in order to get the income, you got to have the impact. If I'm able to impact this person here on this platform, this person, that person, that because I got digital real estate, Mm -hmm. then I'm more impactful, which means I can make more impact and make more income. Mm. So digital asset could be a book, ebook. It can be a podcast. It can be videos, it can be audios, it can be calendars, it can be all sorts of things. I have an app, right? It can be an app. I realized it was important to have an app because we all walk around with what? Our phones. Phones. Yep. And then um, the app will allow, you know, it will allow the customer to have access to you outside of a social media platform. So it's definitely dope. Um, Another thing you said was uh, sales. Yeah. I feel like sales is like one of the number one skills you need as far as a uh, business because a lot of people have these great ideas, but they don't know how to drive revenue in. Um, so I remember I had a sales. I did sales as well, but it was more like door-to-door sales. So I did um, like the AT&T. Yeah. You know, those was back then. They did like, they had like U-verse. I'm not even sure they still have U-verse. But, um, but you know, and then, you know, just learning how to overcome a, a, objections and rebuttals, it kind of does like have a little dopamine effect to it. You know, getting somebody to say, yeah. And it sounded like you were like uh, the Jordan Belfort of your sales floor. Everybody kind of crowding around and like, how you how you getting them to, you know, how you get them to say, yeah, for the right. most part. Yep. Um, and that just kind of came from you just having a dope personality, just being able to be able to communicate with a lot of different people. But yeah. Um, but yeah, you ever had, what was your first job, Jason? My first job? Yeah. Oh, man. I worked at that Subway. That was your first job? Yeah, my first job. For real? Yeah, that wasn't my first hustle, but. First that was job. your last job too. No, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, that wasn't my last job. It wasn't. That was my second from last job. Okay. But you said something about an app. What kind of app? 
uh, it's a transformational app. So it's basically an accountability partner in your pocket. Accountability partner. Yeah. Mm. Is it like AI or something? Yeah. Like, so think about this way. Like, uh, without accountability, first of all, accountability is discipline and consistency. Like, without discipline and consistency, nothing works. Like, you two wouldn't be as successful as you are without being disciplined and consistent. If you only did shows when you want to do shows, it'd be no show. Yeah. Right? So right. you need that accountability. The accountability for you was probably something like a motivation, a why, right? Because if you have a strong enough why, you can overcome almost any how. So you don't worry about what how you're going to do it. You just know that you're going to do it, right? So with the app, it's helping you do the things that you don't know you need to do in order to get what you want. It's pushing you past your current limitations. Let's say you got a limitation of creating cash flow. Money might be, it might be multiple streams. You might not know how to get multiple streams. You only got one stream. So right now, you only got one stream and you feel like you're being challenged. Money is your challenge. So you'll go into the app and you'll go to like our execution tab and you'll pick like the money, like selection, right? It's a category. You go into the categories, you pick money. Money is my challenge. So when you select money, the app curates all of these um, programs mm -hmm. and these programs pop up to basically help you change your relationship with money. It shows you how to become a person that is attractive to pull money to you. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the ways that the apps help. And I absolutely love it because I wish I had that when I was... Going <laughs> yeah, what's the name of it? It's called Love Plus. <laughs> yeah, it, all right. L U H V, and you can put the plus symbol and it'll pop up. How long you been running this app? I've been running this app since 2022. That's like almost uh two years now. Almost two years. That one? Uh, yeah, at the bottom. Yeah, that's it right there. Congrats. Okay, so all right, so look, man. So for you guys, we need accountability. Make sure y'all download the Love app. It's called Love Plus Transformation. This is how it looks. I'm not sure if the camera's gonna pick it up, but I'm downloading it now because you know I have a lot of different things and a lot of different projects, and I always I always need accountability. I can't call Jason for everything. True. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we do a fitness accountability, book accountability, yes. and um, now we got this accountability app yeah. called Love L U H V, and um, yeah. So if anyone is uh, tuned in, make sure you guys like, subscribe, comment. Share this with a friend. We always want to spread the wealth, the, the wealth of knowledge that we have here at multiple streams. And man, my brother also brought me a book. Man, um, let's talk about your, uh, let's talk about your book right quick. Man, hold it up for him. I got you. This is the book that's called "Becoming More Effective in Less Time When Good Is No Longer Good Enough." Um, and a little bit about this book is that in order to make, let's just say, a, a million dollars, you got to become a million dollar person, right? Mm -hmm. Let's just be real here. In in order for you to have a better experience in life you got to become a better person mm -hmm. so the, the biggest thing is that you won't have enough time to get rich slow like when you're talking about multiple streams of income you won't have enough time to get rich slow you got to actually understand how to get rich fast <laughs> yeah. how can you do that you got to become more effective in less time so becoming more effective in less time is the primary focus now the primary pathway is stri strategic partnerships Okay, so the primary pathway is strategic partnerships. Through strategic partnerships, is open up the door for you to have multiple streams of impact that leads to multiple streams of income. But the first thing you got to solve is yourself. Most people say, okay, I want to get to the bag, but if you can't manage $100, you can't manage $100,000. That's just the reality of it. So you got to solve yourself. You got to move past the procrastination. You got to move past the pain of the past. You got to move from the trauma. You got to move on from the negative self-talk. You got to move on from the disbeliefs. And you got to believe in yourself. I know it sounds like some cliche thing, but it's the <laughs> right. truth. Right. right? You have to believe in yourself because it's about language. So this book changes your language. Language creates your reality. So mm -hmm. if we can change your language, we can change your reality. Now, let me just give you a glimpse of what that means. 
language produces a thought. When language produces a thought, it produces a belief. Mm-hmm. Whether you believe you can or you believe you can't, either way you take an action. Mm-hmm. Now, when you take an action, it automatically produces what? A result. A result. And the result is what? Your life. Your life, yeah. So if you change your language, you automatically change your life. Mm-hmm. Just like that. That's why, it's, yeah. That's why certain things I can't even joke about. Like if it's, if it's something, if it's something that I just I couldn't even joke about something that I couldn't really do in real life because it's like, like when certain when certain comedians make like weird jokes or whatever, I can't say it because I feel like whatever you say, the universe don't really know if it's a joke or the truth, True. sarcasm, True. and you know you might start attracting something that you're joking about. So if I'm always joking about fat girls. Not fat girls. When I say fat, I mean overweight, don't want to work out, don't want to eat right. And I just always drone about fat girls. It seemed like that might be the only thing happening to your DMs. <laughs> or you might move to a neighborhood, all the hot girls move out, and now all your neighbors some fat chicks. You know what I'm saying? So I don't even joke about things that I don't want to become a reality. Um, but I also got something for you, man. I got a, uh, actually a gift for you. I'm going to sign it once we uh, wrap this up. It's also my book. It's called Navigate the Great. GPS to the road, the riches, and I use a lot of mindset quotes as well, just like my brother mindset. Um, and I use a lot of hip hop quotes to kind of just dis- uh, describe the mindset. So one that I use, um, I give you two of them. So one is you will always miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take. It's a quote by Michael Jordan. And I got the the world is yours and everything in it is out there. Get on your grind and get it. It's John Jeezy. So it's pretty much going to tell you. I mean, just do what the quote says. So um, that's what's up, man. Congratulations on your book, man. Appreciate you. Congratulations you, to you too, though, King. Absolutely, for man. your mindset, number one, like, bro, because that's dope. Yeah, man. Um, when you when you become an author? Um, I became an author 2000 and... I would say this for this book, this was 2022. Mm-hmm. But um, I became an author before that. I wasn't a published author, mm-hmm. but I've always been writing. Yeah. Right? I, so I, I think I was an author since... Eighth grade. Mm. Eighth grade. I used to write stories. I used to write poems. Mm. I used to do all of that um, since like eighth grade. Yeah. yeah. But as far as like officially getting paid to be who I am, yeah, it started in 2022. You know, those New York guys, they have the, the, the great vocabulary. Like you guys have come down here in Georgia and they'll put you guys in reading classes two levels above us. And, you know, but now nah, that's what's up. You know, I mean, because um, someone described it as you guys have a lot of different people to talk to. Uh, a lot of different cultures and stuff like that. So it's easy to, it's just basically easy to pick up on a lot of different uh, language. Um, but yeah, man, um, what other books influenced you um, outside of the book that you wrote? Like what's some more books that influenced you? One of the books that I like is just um, Becoming Supernatural uh, by Joe Dispenza. Because what it did, it allowed me to realize that life is happening through me and not to me. A lot of people stay at the victim level, right? Because mm. they feel like people are doing things to them. When in actuality, like you said, maybe it's just what I'm tuning into, I'm turning into. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know? Like maybe. You got bars, man. Right? In New York City, you know? Yeah. yeah. Hey, Alan Bennett bars. <laughs> so so it's like, okay, what I'm seeing frequently becomes my frequency. Mm-hmm. Right? So understanding all of these different parameters, Joe Dispenza allowed me to change my so when I start helping me heal with the GERD, helping me heal with all of these things, it now transformed my mind to realize I can create the reality I truly want. 
But yeah. if I can, you can. Why? Because I'm the star of my movie, but you're the star of your movie. Oh, you're man. the star of your movie. When yeah. we come together, we co-star. Hey, man. Listen, bro. Like Sometimes people <laughs> ask me why, why I do some of the things I do. It's kind of like when you watched all these movies, you saw, like you saw superhero cartoons. Like you never saw yourself as the main character of your movie. You never saw yourself as a superhero of your movie. Like you know, I got a combination of Spider Man and Batman in me. I, you know, Spider Man with the calisthenics and Black Man, Batman because you know I dress in all black and I like black cars, things of that nature, man. But um, but yeah, man, it's kind of like when people, it's like people people looked up to somebody growing up, right? And it's just like you never tried to be be that person or embody any of the things that made them. You know, everybody looked up the mic, but then nobody want to show up to practice. You know, I think I, I saw another quote. Kobe said, uh, he said, I saw guys come to practice 10 minutes early. I mean, 10 minutes before practice and leave right after. Why the fuck would I pass you the ball? Wow. <laughs> he said, why the fuck would I pass you the ball? And you show up 10 minutes or you 10 minutes to practice, you leave as soon as, you know, as opposed to staying early, coming early, staying late, and things of that nature. Um, but that's what's up. Give me the author's name again. I haven't heard of that Joe author. Dispenza. Joe Dispenza? Yeah. Okay, what was the name of that book again? Uh, Becoming Supernatural. Okay, any more you want to shout out? There, there's a bunch of them, but, you know, I'm going to say the, the cliche ones. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I'm going to say one that most people don't talk about, which is my guy, Myron Golden, from um, <laughs> Trash Man to Cash Man. That book oh, was good, okay. too, because it showed you how to split up the money. It showed you where the car... Uh, park the money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. and it, the, the reality of it is, you want to have like four different bank accounts, five different bank accounts. Mm-hmm. Most people just got one. Yeah. So like that, that be the, the the detriment because now all the things that you want to do is it's stuck in one mm-hmm. one money place. Even, some so it's like yeah. you pulling out money all over the place, not realizing where it's going. It's like ah, what? A, no wonder why I don't have the cash. <laughs> but if I if I had principles where this is my this is my self investment. Um, segment or bank account. This is my self self investment bank account. This is my entertainment bank account. This is my savings bank account. That now I know exactly what I could spend. Profit first. That was a dope book. It's it's kind of be honest. It's kind of as I'm re as I read that book, it was kind of frustrating. Like man, but I got to face the facts, bro. I got to get my money right, so I got to separate everything. And I'm not gonna say I do everything that they do in profit first, but I had to take notes. But I know we said mentorship early. Um, you have any any mentors you want to just kind of shout out? Anyone you work with or, you know, anything like that that yeah. had an impact on you? I wanted to shout out my guy Larry Pearson at the Landmark Academy because he was the first person that really allowed me to take my life from something to nothing. Mm. So the, the, the place of nothingness is where you can create. Like, it's yeah. the flow state. Right. So when you get to the space of nothingness, that's how you can add so much into it. Like you, you ain't you, got nothing going on. Right. Yeah. You, you ever wonder why you might get writer's block or why you can't think of something? Or let's just put it in a, in a term that everybody can understand. If your room ain't clean and you got a bunch of stuff hanging in your room, <laughs> do you even want to hang in your room? No. If you got a bunch of stuff in your room, do you, do, do you feel peaceful in your room? No. If you got a bunch of boxes that you got to step over, you got toys, you got clothes, you got all these different things, then do you even want to be in your house? No. no. Clutter creates space. Clutter creates stress, and it's like you're not gonna be able to get the best out of your mind and you and you whatever you're trying to create if you going through clutter and you stepping over toys and things of that nature. Nah, that's what's up. <laughs> like, real, like for real, man. You know you gonna uh, nah. That's what's up. So I'm gonna add to that real quick because that's part of the app too, right? So we have clarity challenge on the app. So mm. what we do is we have you clear out things in your life. Like let's just be real here, y'all. Most of us need to clean out our cars. 
We need to go straighten up the little drawer that we got all the stuff scattered in. We need to make uh-huh, sure. Oh, man. Come I on. I got to do it. Come on. I got to do it. He's talking like, to me. You know what I'm saying? We got to go fix that closet up, make sure it's working. Like, And those are the things that we need because we don't realize that that slows us down. But it does because it does. every time we see it, we avoid it. So we create this habit. Like the quality of our lives can be found through our habits. If you got bad habits, you're going to have a bad quality of life. So if I'm always creating a habit to have avoidance behavior, I'm going to avoid the task that's going to allow me to get to where I want to be. I'm going to have what we call resistance, Mm. right? Now, if I'm always training myself to be swiping through, multitasking, then I'm training myself to be distracted. So I can't focus. I can't fulfill my obligations consistently until successful because I am distracted. So so most people can't get multiple streams because you're distracted. The issue is you're being distracted for something that is not in your alignment with your assignment. Let me tell you something. Now, if you get one income for one person, one employer, that's enough for one person. And then you take that one income and you go home and you split it up with two, three, four people because you got kids, you got a significant other. No wonder why you can't find the money. <laughs> You are distracted. And multiple streams of income is how you start to pay more attention. So when you talk about the book profit, when I'm talking about putting out the um the categories in your bank account to understand where your money flows, this is what is going to allow you to no longer be distracted, but to be attractive. Success is something you attract by the person you become. You got to be an attractive person. You understand? Yeah. So, like, are we cooking right now or what? You cooking. We in the kitchen. <laughs> okay. we hey, come on, kitchen. let's cook it up. Let's cook hey. it up. Yeah, man. Now, that's what's up, bro. And how you look is how you feel, and it's how you attract. Before I came, before I pulled up here, man, I searched every barbershop on the west side until I found that found one that was open. Because I didn't want to disrespect this, man. I know he was going to come fresh. I see him on Instagram. And I was like, I got to at least do my part and get a haircut, man. I can't, you know what I'm saying? I got to attract these views. And, nah, I appreciate you. Know, you. I appreciate you. Know, I ain't going to, you know, I, got, I ain't going to just half-step him just because, you know, just, you know, just because we cool. I ain't going to half-step my friend now, you know. Nah, that's what's up, man. We in the kitchen, we cooking, man. And um, you are what you attract what you are right. for the most part. So if you keep seeing um, you know, you are some of the five people you hang around the most. And, you know, if you see yourself always finding yourself dating this type of person or bumping into that type of person, you are what you attract, you know, and you just gotta watch the signals and the vibrations that you put out. And, you know, once your mindset, you know, focuses on putting out positive energy and vibrations, you see more positive people and things of that nature, man. So that's what's up. I know you said uh, <clears throat> habits. You have a morning routine you live by? Yeah. Um, you win the day in the first 30 minutes of the day, mm-hmm. right? And the way that you win the day in the first 30 minutes of the day, you want to do a few things. You want to do something called meditation and you want to do segment intending, right? So meditation is just a method to be still so that way you can actually breathe, feel yourself, understand that everything around you is happening through you instead of happening to you then you could go out there and create what you want because you're at this theta frequency, right? The state of brainwave state is a good frequency to operate because you start to manifest faster. When you add it with the um, the segment intending, what happens is you know, okay, cool, I'm going to go take a shower. I'm going to do that for 10 minutes. You start segmenting what is going to happen for the day, and then guess what? It happens. The reason why that's so profound is because everything that is created starts where? Um, within the mind? Within the mind first. Mm-hmm. The mics, the books, the headphones, the water, all of this stuff is created in somebody's mind first, mm. which means that this is the actual real world. Right. This is it right yeah. here. Yeah. 
That's why the greatest tool in the world is a mind, but the most powerful tool in the world is a made-up mind. So if you're a segment intending, then you're making up your mind. Mm. And then when you're making up your mind, it's going to feel good. Let me just ask y'all a quick question so you can understand what I'm saying. How do you feel when you make up your bed? I feel relieved. Feel good because you made up your mind. You said, okay, I'm going to make sure I do this because what it is, is, is is success. Yep. Success is an intention fulfilled. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. So yep. when you look at your bed being messy, like, damn, this is a mess. I want to make sure I clean this up. So you go and clean it up. Yep. And now when you clean it up, you're like, yeah, I did that. Yep. So you got to start celebrating yourself. Yep. Okay, cool. You do something around the house. You do something. I did that. And when you start celebrating yourself, that takes it to another level. So meditation is a form of celebrating yourself. Mm-hmm. Segment intending is a form of celebrating yourself. Why? Because you're doing it ahead of time. You're saying, I'm going to be successful in this next step. I'm going to be successful throughout my day. And then what happens is you be successful throughout the day. Right? Um, you had mentioned something, right? And you talked about relationship real fast. If you, the way to change your relationship with your finances is to change your relationship with other people. See, if you're a person that has messy finances, typically you have a messy relationship with other people. Now, let's just break it down real fast. So let's just say there's a guy. There's a guy, he, he's just messy. He, maybe he got a little money. Talk about the average guy. But he, um, he really wants to be with this woman. He want to be with that woman. But he can't really juggle them too much. He, he's not good at it. He's just mismanaging it. He's most likely mismanaging his money, right? right. He's probably spending his money here. He's probably spending his money there. Yeah. And that's what's causing him to feel like he can't manage them. But a high-level guy who actually has the money, he can manage the woman, right? Right. A woman is more likely to stick around the high level guy when he when she knows that he has other women, right? Because he manages the money well. Mm-hmm. Which means that he manages the relationship well. Mm-hmm. Because the way you do one thing is almost the way you do everything. Mm-hmm. I right? was gonna say that too. Yes, so, sir. So here's the other part about it that fits in with the multiple streams. Like most people think that they're supposed to get one income. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they think they're supposed to work for one person. Mm-hmm. So if you are the person where you think that you're supposed to also be with one person, we are meant to be with multiple people. I know some ladies, y'all going to look at that and immediately say no. But let me ask y'all real fast. Mm-hmm. Are you meant to be with multiple people? I believe so. Even not just women, you know what I'm saying? Just with everybody in general, people in general. Right. But you, you see how easy of an answer that was? Yeah. But people complicate it, right? Yeah. The things that are simple in life, we complicate. Mm. We just make things difficult. So now what I'm saying when it comes to the person, like, let's say a woman who believes that you're supposed to be with only one person. Right. Most likely she has one job. Right. And she's with that one job Uh and she has to pay for her hair. Uh She has to pay for her nails. Uh She has to pay for her apartment. Uh She has to pay for food. Uh She maybe got to give some to her family because her family need help. Uh And then now that's why she wants the man to pay for everything. Right. You see that? Now she has a messy relationship because she got messy finances. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) She got a messy life now, right? Yes, sir. And then she pulled you into her world. Now y'all both got a messy life, right? And you're mad at her because of that situation, right? Right. Let's clear that up now. You're supposed to be with multiple people. Mm. That's why you should be an entrepreneur so you can have multiple streams of income. So mm-hmm. that way when you have multiple streams of income, you got the income because you got the impact. Mm-hmm. So you're not worried about a guy paying your bills. You're not worried about your nails. You're not yeah. worried about getting your hair done because all of it's covered. Why? Because it paid for itself because you created multiple streams of income. Multiple streams by any means, man. Multiple streams by any means. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead. I know you want to continue with the question. <laughs> no, nah, yeah. Uh, all right. So, all right. So it's, now that we own it, man, um, I see that uh, relationships have a big 
impact on, you know, your success as an entrepreneurship. Um, can you talk about different things that, you know, that, that, that go into that subject matter? Right. One of the things that I want everybody to realize is that everybody works for you. Do you believe that everybody works for yeah. you? Yeah. Somewhat works. Yeah, somewhat works. Don't say somewhat, somewhat. Just say everybody works for you. Yeah, everybody right. works for you. All right, cool, cool. And everybody <laughs> works for you. But do you know the flip side to it? You work for everybody. Of course. That, that's the hack. Because when you realize that, you start to work higher instead of working harder. Mm. See, the reason why people work harder is because they think they got to do it by themselves. The right. reason why people are fearful because they think they got to do it by themselves. Mm. The reason why people don't attempt to go out to do the thing because they share their big dreams with small minds and they feel like they got to do it by themselves. Mm. I should walk out, right? <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> so so the, the hack is understanding that strategic partnerships are a must. Mm. This is not even a joke. We're not even playing. Like you want multiple streams by any means, you got to have strategic partnerships. You two already know that. Y'all said, bro, we locked in, but I need a commitment from you. Mm -hmm. See, love is a contract. Business is a contract. Money is a contract. See, understanding when you violate the contract, you lose the deal. Mm. Most people violate the contract of money, so they lose the deal with money. Yeah. What is the money? What's the purpose of money? Uh, the purpose of money is to be a tool and a resource to pretty much fuel. Pretty much fuel your needs, your wants, and your desires. Right. But let's, let's simplify it because remember, we make things difficult. Money is a tool used to create more money. Yeah. But if you take the money and you spend it in places that does not yield back money, you're misusing the money and you lose the deal. Yeah, so now yeah. you don't get more money. You're disrespecting laws. One of the laws if, of money. Right. But if I take the money and I put it in places that would give me back money, don't I win more money? Don't I win a contract of getting more money? And by me making more money, it doesn't mean I'm necessarily happier. But let's just be real here now. And when you see them checks coming in, you be hitting that smile button. <laughs> you be over here cheesing up because yeah. something about the money, um, because you know what you could do with the money. Like mm -hmm. when, you, when, you, when you are working a nine to five, you are selfish. Right. When you are staying with one stream of income, you are selfish. I had to realize that that was me. That's why I used to go in the bathroom. I used to cry, bro. I used to be in the mirror and my, and my I'm doing graphics for Netflix and Roku, but I'm crying in the bathroom because I know that my impact could be bigger and I'm playing small like Minnie Mouse. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Right. I mean, we, we pretty much, it's bigger than us. You got to do something that's bigger than you sometimes for the most part. That's what's up, right? man. So I had to step outside of that and I said, anybody would love to have my job, but good is no longer good enough for me. I need to be great now. I have to work with my team. I have to build a team. I have to work with the people around me. I have to have better communication skills. I love what you said earlier with, with selling. Selling is your first business. Yes. The first person you must learn to sell is who? Yourself. yourself. Because if you don't sell yourself, how can you ever sell anyone? Yeah, you're not even convincing yourself that you're capable of doing whatever you set out to do. Right. And that's why I said, like, when we mismanage the money, when we when we operate in these ways, we we lose the deal because all the money that you want to create is where? No, no, for real. Like, tell me where is that? Like, all the physical money that you want to collect from is where? From your customer? It's in other people's pockets. Yeah, it's other people's pockets. It's just pocket. the reality of it. It's yeah. in other people's pockets. It's not a shady thing. It could sound shady, but that comes from perspective. 
yeah. perspective shapes your direction. I'm not being funny. I'm not being shady. I'm being actual. Like all the money that you want comes from other people's pockets. Right. You can't take the money from your pocket, pay yourself, put it back in your pocket, take it out your pocket, pay for something <laughs> else, and think that you're gonna have money. Nah, you can't. Nah, Just, you can't. So, so we don't pay ourselves. So let's eliminate that myth. We don't pay yourself. And when you talk about not working for anybody, you need to work for everybody in your target audience. So now that we understand that, right? Cool. So when we understand, like, all right. If, if you are getting paid by other people, all the money that you want is other people's pockets, what does that make your money? Your money belongs to somebody else. <laughs> but it's your job to figure out who to give it to. Mm. Because if you put it in the hands of somebody who's going to mismanage your money, you're not going to get it back. Mm. This is why multiple streams by any means is very important. Very so all the impact that you want to make, but before I even move on that, so if, if all the money that you want to make is in other people's pockets, then you have to find a way to add value. Uh-huh. This book, I could tell by the cover, is valuable. Mm. I already know. I already know. I'm going to love to see that book. I'm going to read that book because it's valuable. 100%. Can you just show them one more time? Yeah, man. Navigate the great GPS to the road, the riches. Um, we, you can purchase both of our books on Amazon. Um, tell them where to find you at, man. Let, make sure you shut your Instagram out. Oh, so I'm, I'm going to do that. Uh, it's at Mindset Mogul Crew. So it's M-I-N-D-S-E-T-M-O-G-U-L-C-R-U. And that's on all platforms, whether it's Snapchat, whether it's TikTok, whether it's Instagram, YouTube. Uh, that's where you'll be able to find me. Um, mm -hmm. Otherwise, you find me on the Love Plus app. Um, before we segue to the next question... You got to find a way to provide that value if you want to extrapolate the money, right? Right, but All right, the right. impact that you want to make is in somebody else's heart. Mm. So you got to find a way to be genuine, sincere, and you got to find a way to connect. Yeah. Ooh. Right? That's dope. And when I thought about those things, it made me realize the common denominator is other people. Damn. All the potential that I'm going to actualize is going to come from other people. I need you. Right. You two are part of my journey. You probably will never forget this. I'm probably one of your best interviewees. You get what nah, I'm saying? Nah, yeah, yeah, you good. Like, let's just be you real. You got a lot of personality now. I ain't gonna, I'm not going to be honest now. You, but that's coming from you all. Like, I feel comfortable enough to be me. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Y'all yeah, yeah. giving me that good energy. Yeah, I feel yeah. comfortable to be myself with y'all. So that's dope. But I want everybody to be comfortable to be themselves no matter what. You got to be the thermostat, not the thermometer. You got to mm. set the temperature of the room. <laughs> You spitting, bro. You got a lot of bars, man. Yeah, man. Hey, New York, man. They got they got bars, bro. I think they invented bars. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure the first person to say bars was one of those um, cool New York guys, man. That's what's up, bro. Yeah, you got a lot of wisdom, man. And one thing I like that you said was um, basically money is used to make more money. So, like, part of my morning routine, like, right after I jump up for meditating, I write down, like, gratitude and affirmations. And one of them is every dollar I spend will come back to me 10x, you know. So that's one of my affirmations for anyone that just um just curious on how the mind works. And I want you, I want people to adopt some of the habits that I have because I feel like like he said the habits your habits is going to determine whether you win or lose for the most part. Can you say it again just so they can pick it up one more time? Yeah, man, your habits will pretty much determine whether you will win or lose. One of my affirmations I write down every single morning um, is um every dollar that I spend will come back to me 10x. You know, every dollar that I spend or invest will come back to me 10x. And every dollar that I lose will come back to me 10x mm. for the most part. Um, One of the things that he said that I just want to make sure y'all get is that, because he didn't say it, but I feel it. You you might, you might not feel it because you're not here. I can feel his energy. 
He believes it. Mm-hmm. You got to believe it. When you feel, you make it real. Mm-hmm. That goes for both sides. It's why when people go, I knew that was going to happen negative. Yeah, because you manifested that into the world <laughs> with your feeling. You, you're so stuck on the negative that you forgot that you could be positive. Yeah. And the thing about it is it's not even about being positive. Positive is a result. Mm. You want to be optimistic. Mm. It's either going to work all oh, day. I'm going to figure out a way to make this work. You Did you hear what he said? Look, every dollar that I spend is going to come back to me. Yeah. Guaranteed. What? <laughs> come on, bro. Guaranteed. You're a legend. Just oh, just off that, you're a legend. <laughs> I tell him a lot of times. Shay, man. All right, man. So I know you do a lot with commercial real estate, right? Yeah. What are you do um, involved in commercial real estate? I'm just an investor. Like I, okay. I, I, I have a team of people who evaluate deals. Mm-hmm. One of my brothers, he's like the lead guy when it comes to self storage facilities. This is this oh, thing okay. right here, right? Like he he put us on. He was like, "Yo, bro, I think we could become more effective in less times. We get a self storage facility." Mm-hmm. I say, "I like that." I said, "But what can we do with it? Because we got this formula, right? The formula is renovate, innovate, collaborate. Mm-hmm. Every every." Big company has used this, right? Renovate, innovate, collaborate. When you talk about Netflix, they renovate, innovate, collaborate. You mm. talk about Amazon, renovate, innovate, collaborate. You talk mm. about YouTube, renovate, innovate, collaborate. So let's just break it down real quick. Which industry did Netflix renovate, innovate, collaborate? Um, blockbusters. So the um the the home movie industry, right? Home movie industry, yeah. right? Movies and movie theater, whatever, right? Yeah, movies. movie theaters. Yeah. So what did they do how, as a renovation? First of all, you do not have to reinvent the wheel, y'all. You just got to renovate what's already working. That's mm. what's the roadmap. The roadmap is already showing you what's working. Just put your own twist and spins on it. That's what's happening right now. So Netflix said, okay, this blockbuster thing is dope, but let me find the problem in it. What was one of the problems? The problem is you got to rent one movie at a time or multiple movies at a time. Each movie, you got to pay for each movie when you rent them, yep. right? You got to bring it back at a certain time. If you don't, you get some some money taxed, right? Yeah. Um, on top of it, you got to rewind the, the VCR thing. I think somebody told me, it's like, you got to rewind that joint back because I don't know about that. Yep. I never, I never read it from it. I just know the model. So it's like, um, you got to rewind the, the tape back yep. and, and bring it bring it in or whatever. They got the DVD. That's cool. You could just bring a DVD in. But they said, let's bring the movies to you. Mm. You ain't got to go nowhere. Mm-hmm. And on top of it, let's instead of you paying for each movie, let's make you get all the movies. All the movies. For one low rate. Yeah. What? Everybody named Mama got Netflix. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. all right, cool. <laughs> so they innovated. What did they do for the innovation process of the blockbuster model? So what they did was they said they put their own twist on it. When they put their own twist on it, they they allowed people to basically, um, well, I, I guess I said that part already. So the innovation part was the fact that they had a subscription app, basically, right? That's basically the, the innovation part is that Blockbuster didn't have an app. Like you had to actually physically go to, to get the thing. But the innovation was uh, they had an app. So they brought it to you in a form of you can watch your own profiles. You can like know what you watched. You can leave it, pause it, come back to it like on demand. They changed mm-hmm. the movies to on demand when you want to. The collaboration part, though, because Blockbuster, Blockbuster... They had contracts with big brands, yeah. Pixar, Paramount, Lionsgate, all of these big brands. Yep. Netflix said, I'm taking a person who making movies on YouTube. Right. So they start creating stars like that. Snow on the bluff. Right. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Like yeah. people who making home movies. So right. they, they blowing that up. Like how Tubi, Tubi took the model, Tubi see the yeah. model. Tubi yeah. said, I know what's going on. I'm going to get that. Right. So now this is before Netflix. Netflix didn't even have their own company to shoot films and they got it now, but they didn't have that. Right. So they just 
they was more effective in less time because they worked with strategic partners, people who were already doing the thing that they wanted to do. That's right. it. That's how fast it is. So let's think about another company real quick, and I'm going to get back to the storage facilities. So Uber. Uber is the same thing, but I'm showing you how they create multiple streams of income, but I'm just not I'm not speaking about it. I'm just showing you. Yeah. Right? So Uber is the same thing. Uber does not own any cars. Well, at the time when it was conceived, they didn't own any cars. They didn't own any real estate, none of that. Now they got real estate and all that stuff. Yeah. But what what was the industry that they they, they renovated? Uh, cab, yeah. the taxi cab. Taxi cab, right? Because how many of y'all call taxi cab? They know that they come into the hood. They don't come. They don't say, yo, bro, bro I we're just not call. Calling, I'm not calling no taxi, bro. Right. That's a New York thing. It's a New York thing. Yeah, I got the... <laughs> we used to get on the phone because they got to bring the black limousines to us, right? So, yo, they'd be like, Poppy, Poppy, you got a cab, you got a cab, you got a cab coming in five minutos, five minutos, cinco minutos. Like, all right, cool, you they, call them up. They hand you business cards, one of your mom's companies. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know. So they innovated the process because you, it was a lot of miscommunication. Yeah. With, with the renovation process, they said, let me actually make the app part right but let me let me let me bring it to you so that way you know who's picking you up and there was other crime part with the other side of it where you get into one of those cabs you took somebody from the hood and they jump out on you and they don't pay you yeah. so now for the protection of the, the driver the driver now sees who they pick up now right they now they don't have to worry about exchanging money they just it's automatic now mm -hmm. so that was a renovation thing that everybody loved mm -hmm. and you could call it on the spot and you can see when it's coming. That's the innovation. They, they done changed the game on us. They innovated the whole space of calling a taxi. Now you got a personal driver in your phone mm -hmm. levels. You yeah. can, at first it was a flex. At first we had Uber as a flex. Like, why you get in a car? No, I got Uber. You know what I'm saying? Sitting down on an Uber. Right, I'm an Uber. And it was black cars only at that time. Yeah, it was yeah, black yeah. cars only when it first came out. It was black yeah, cars yeah, yeah, only. Yeah. Um, and then they let everybody come in. But then they collaborated. Who did they collaborate with? Not, not professional drivers. Yeah. Not people who had to physically go get the TCL uh, license. Public transportation, airports, things of that nature. Now that's later. That's that's like the upsell. That's the okay. bigger part. The, just the, the original part. The original part is just the everyday person. Mm. Yeah. The everyday Mom person. And pop, whoever want an extra side of hustle, extra couple dollars, whoever got oh, a car. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Whoever got a car. Yeah, so, whoever got a car. So the, all the other stuff came later where they partnered up with like Amazon. They partnered up with American Express. They partnered up with all the other companies to make a bigger bag. That's what I would teach in my mentorship. I'm not going to give them to them right now. I'm going to just tell okay. you what the plan is. <laughs> Renovate, innovate, collaborate. So now you understand that. We did the same thing with the self-storage facilities. Mm. When you think about self-storage, you think about just putting your stuff in storage. Not us. We think about multiple streams by any means. And when I think about it, I got a buddy of mine. He flips storage units. So we buying the storage units, you know, and we flipping them. But I want to hear what you guys are doing right, with these right. storage and units. And then tell me afterwards what y'all doing. Okay. So with the same thing, we renovate, innovate, collaborate. Mm -hmm. So what you think we did? How do you think we renovated the process of a storage facility? Yeah, I did something to automate it. Yeah, right. Yeah, I got technology involved. Right. Yeah. Automate it. First of all, you update the whole system. You make it all automation. You put um, keypads in. You don't. You don't have any more keys. You don't worry about somebody waiting there. It's all automated. That's number one. Number two, how do we innovate the space? Podcast studios inside the bigger ones. Okay. Amazon drop centers. Ooh. Oh, people do Toro, but who? How many y'all y'all want to park your cars on my lot? 
okay, y'all need a safe space with cameras. Ooh. So now, you know what I'm saying? So now you start the upstream. Now you can get multiple streams by any means. Like, oh, man, it's lit. So not only that, what else we buy? We put put a store in there, right? Because people come in, they need to have package supplies. They need to have the tape. They need to have the boxes. So now we racking up on that. Not only just- Come on, keep see, it going. This thing about see, yeah, New York, bro. New York. They be they 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 be so they be ahead, bro. They be smart, bro. I like I love it. That's us now. Yeah, we we partners now. Yeah, so, we good. <laughs> renovate, innovate, collaborate. So yeah. who do we collaborate with? We collaborate with the everyday person, mm. and we letting you know straight up top. Like the the thing about this that's so good from residential real estate is that there's no toilets, tenants, and trash you got to worry about. Right. Ooh. And I don't have to fight you to get you evicted <laughs> if you ain't paying your rent. Yeah. Pay your rent. So the thing is, we one of the things too about that is you can upsell. Mm. So you know, d- depending on demand, you mm-hmm. can raise the price of the units. Mm. Okay. So you can just raise the price of the units like $10, but you got 85 units. <laughs> How much money did you just create? Yeah, you just created some money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so like you're already adding a lot of value on that. And um the truth of the matter is you got to be able to become more effective in less time. Mm-hmm. You can't work harder. You got to work higher. You can't do it by <laughs> yourself. You got to work with other people. Yeah. So there's this four levels of business and you could use this model on anyone. Okay. So um, even, even um, the, like the renovate, innovate, collaborate, and you look at Amazon, Netflix and Uber, all of them, they all use this and they all understand the models. So it's understanding principles because principles work for you if you work with principles. Principles work against you if you work against principles. It's just that simple. But we're trained to work. We train to um to go against things that are for us, and we're trained to go for things that's against us, right? We listen to a lot of negative music. We listen to a lot of uh, we watch a lot of crime on TV. Like there's movies and nothing but shooting and killing. But then we have heartbreak over here when somebody happens in real life. But we're not realizing what King said when he said, "Whatever I'm." seeing in my daily life, I'm going to manifest it. Yeah. Right? So, oh, cool. Of course. Yeah. Right. So, we see and we listen to all of this murder and all we dance to people's murder songs. Like, and that's, wow. So, I stopped listening to that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? So, understanding you got to become a, a better you. So, there's four levels of business. The highest level of business is the creator level. It's the the imagination level. Using your imagination. Right. When I, when I ask you, when I say the word cat, what popped up in your mind? You said what word? Cat. You said what, an uh, animal, a feline? Yeah. When I say podcast, what pops up in your mind? Uh, multiple streams podcast. But does a does the words pop up or the vision pops up? The vision. The image, right? Yeah. So image is the highest level of the value. So you got to operate in imagery because that's how we naturally operate. Mm. But most people are operating through words, through tasks, through words, computer, like administration right. jobs. Yeah. You at the bottom of the totem pole. You're feeling struggle. You're out of alignment already because you're doing something that's not in your nature. You got to work with imagery, right? So, all right, cool. The highest level of value is the imaginational level. This is the level that you get paid the most impact. I said impact. You get paid attention. Attention is currency. Most people are just now realizing that, but it's always been that, right? So impact, you get paid in impact. You get the most impact. You get the most income. And this is the the other beautiful part about it. You only spend 20% of your time working and you get 80% of your time to enjoy it. Mm. Now, on the flip side, the lowest level is the implementation level. That's the person who was driving Uber, the person who made Uber sitting on the island. The person who driving Uber might be struggling. But they might also be chilling. I know you probably, you probably, you know, making a killing with your Ubers, right? Cool. But 
Well, you're doing a great thing with Uber. I don't want to say making a killer. You're doing a great thing with Uber. You're supplementing. Right. Yeah. You, 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 you're doing your thing. Yeah, you're supplementing. But the issue with being the implementer is that you make the least amount of impact. You make the least amount of income. You're overworked and you're underpaid. That's what you feel. You spend 80% of your time working and you only spend 20% of your time enjoying your life. So you work five days a week, 40 hours a week, and you only get to spend one and a half days, which is 20%. And if you have a significant other, you slice that in half, you only got 10% for yourself. If you have children, you slice that in half, you only got 5%. No wonder why you might be stressed. You need multiple streams of, uh, multiple streams of income. You need multiple streams by any means. Yep. Right? You need this. That's why I say you two are amazing because what you're doing is you're breaking free from the, tra- the chains of somebody's negativity. Right? You're, you're being the key to somebody's bondage. And you two are going to go down as legends throughout the history of time because what you did is you allowed yourself to be stuck in time forever mm-hmm. because you realize you're an unlimited source. Mm, I so like that. You record yourself on both video and audio. Mm-hmm. You could sell both. Yeah. Sell both. Do you have an audio for that? Yep. Sell both. Yeah, we on Spotify. Uh, Apple Podcasts, we out there, man. Multiple streams by any means. No, do you have audio for this? Oh, for I'm developing it right now, literally. Yeah, okay, good. yeah I'm in the process. Yeah, I'm developing that literally right now. I got a buddy of mine. He um he was a Spanish teacher, but um he's he's going through something right now, like administrative leave. I'm not sure what for, but it's all in a, it's all a good situation. So now he got more time in his hands to focus on his other streams of income, and he was gonna take this on as a project because he knows that um. I need a partner in there. I can't do it by myself because I don't always have the time in order to do it. Or I I haven't found the time yet to do it. So I got a buddy of mine working on that. And he's going to put a Spanish version as well just because uh, so he can use the Spanish. Uh, another string. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Do a Chinese version too. Ooh. And then now keep going with the languages because uh, now that's multiple strings. Uh, you just gave me the idea to make uh, multiple language. Yo. Yeah, in your book Stop too. Playing. Yeah, right. Right. Playing, yeah. Man. And then AI can take care of that. Take care of that. Spanish, Spanish courses, we we would all the smoke. Right. Becoming yeah. more effective in less time. In less man. time, man. More. Serving more people, man. You ever uh, heard of the show Super Pump, The Battle for Uber? No, I haven't heard of it. It's a Netflix special about Uber. And um, I'm one of those people that's, uh, <clears throat> I like those movies about startups, like, you know, Wolf of Wall Street, um, those type of movies. Um, movies where, like, a, like the social network with the, the Zuckerberg film. Mm-hmm. I like stuff like that to see how the energy really was. And it's just kind of showing the battle for Uber, like how um, the cab drivers tried to come up with a union to sue him, and he faced all these type of lawsuits and things of that nature, and just him struggling, you know, trying to raise money and do all these venture venture capitalist moves. So, so I don't watch a lot of uh, I don't watch a lot of TV, you know. If anything, guys, make sure you just guys subscribe to multiple streams and get that in your life. But if you want to check out a good TV show, Super Pump, it's actually the battle for Uber, and we're, just because we're talking about innovation and all these companies, I wanted to mention that. I yeah. love that because we we have to have like if we're gonna watch entertainment, let it entertain us and, and educate us. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. This is this is a form of entertainment, but the reason why I love this is because we're educating everybody. Mm-hmm. You two are allowing people to really see what's possible. Right. And I love that. You gotta snap it up, clap it up for yourselves. Yeah, man. Appreciate it, man. Multiple streams by any means, yeah. baby. Absolutely, man. Um, all right, so I know we were talking about Netflix as well. So I know um one thing I want to say about Blockbuster. They definitely saw Netflix coming. They saw what was going on in the marketplace, and they failed to adjust. So you don't want to be one of those people that's stuck in their old ways and don't want to think innovatively like my brother said because 
you can get wiped out, man. And um, so um, at the, as far as competition, but going back to what you said about the storage units. So, um, in the past, I purchased storage units. You know, um, whenever people are paying for these storage units, it come a time where you just kind of get tired of paying for the storage units on a monthly basis. I know I've given up storage units in the past, and uh, what happened is, um, you know, basically you end up you end up basically being able to bid on these storage auctions once um, you know once the company says okay they're not going to pay for it. We went through the, the the process as far as the time limits and things of that nature. And what um so I got a buddy that's pretty much what he does full time. His name is uh, D Mathis. Actually has a book as well. I leave a, a link in a chat in the description. Um, but yeah, that's what he does as well. So um, how did you guys get into uh, the storage unit thing? Do you have to do you buy the land? You lease the land? How does that you know? How no, you guys get into it? I we, mean, we don't really buy the land, but um, that's something that we were looking to do. But we don't buy the land. Uh, we just purchased the actual business. Okay, that's so smart. when you think about it, self storage, you're person purchasing a business. Yeah, it's, it's smart. already operated. It's already running. Yeah, we might have to bring our own own team in there to make sure they do the thing, but it's already a business. We check the um the the P and Ls, and you understand. Okay, if it's a deal that works for us, but we have a software where we automate the process of vetting out who's possible. We used to just get on the phones and just call people up, but that took too much of our time. We only want to do things that we got to become more effective in less time. I told y'all that's what we're going to keep saying. We're going to keep showing that's you how we're doing bro. That's the theme, bro. That's the theme. This episode, that's the theme. Yeah. 100%. So we we have a system. We have an automated system that basically utilizes VAs and AI technology to make sure that we can call people who have, um, uh, who have storage facilities, but also who are at the age. Where they can sell, you get mm. what I mean? Because yeah, of course. now at a certain age, people are like, yo, I'm ready to, re I'm ready to liquidate all my assets. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to retire from the game. I'm ready to cash my chips in because guess what? I don't put the work in, and now who wants it? But who's better to sell it to than young men mm. who are looking to get a big break in this America? Mm -hmm. And you build, you sit down, you have a relationship with these people. That's the biggest thing. People sell to people that they like. Yeah. You just can't get on the phone. Hey, what's up? And some of your play nah, they want to this that. It's baby. personal. Yeah, it's, it's personal, personal, bro. Like they don't, yeah. Especially just like in residential real estate. You know, like me and him, we do a lot of um we've done a lot of wholesale in the past yeah. and we get we you know, he we partnered with like a lot of uh, hedge fund companies. But we yeah, it's as far as the OPM, other people's money. And yeah, man, people don't want to just sell to anybody, bro. Like they'll if you don't sound like their grandson or something like that. They'd rather sell it to their grandson, even if he's spending less money on the property and he want to close in a longer amount of time, being less effective and more in less time. Or, right. You know what I'm saying? Being less effective and spending more time. They'd rather do that with someone they know, like, and trust as opposed to just some cool black guy that hops on the phone interested in nothing but the numbers yeah. for the most part. Like you say, it's all about relationship. That's the only way we was able to get them deals just... Yeah. Just get them relationships done. Uh -huh. Be likable, I guess. Right. Yeah. Likable yeah. and relatable and trust trustworthy. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's really the the vibes. And um the thing <clears> is, um, we also we, this is another hack for, for y'all. If you build a community, you could hire the people in the community. Yeah. People like somebody would do it for free. So we had uh, one one of our best students who could evaluate the deals close on the deal. Right. Right, so she's calling up these sellers and she's getting in touch with them, and she has this deal. She's like, "Yo, what y'all, what y'all want to do? It's three of them things. <laughs> Pull the trigger on it." She's like, "All right, cool." But her whole motivation was, "Bro, if she got the deal, she got equity." Right. So you get them to work for you for free, and you pay them out through the equity. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Oh yeah. So it ain't some people get caught up on, yo, I don't got the money to pay the person right now. You thinking too far ahead, brother. You right. thinking too far ahead, Queen. Once you just understand, you just gotta find people who are already motivated to do the thing that you are looking for them to do. And guess what? When y'all break bread, everybody wins. Yeah. So that nice. was one of the other hacks that was like, yo, that's what got us a couple of extra stores. Nah, exactly, bro. Nah, it's just, and it's just like one of my um one of our buddies. He does like a lot of he, he actually does the Tubi movies. His name is on uh, John Claude. Actually, has a movie premiere a couple of days. Sunday. Sunday. Okay. Dang, I wish I was here for that. Yeah, no, nah, it's gonna be in making. I gotta drive. Oh, you, you know what I'm saying? So like, but what I was saying is when he puts his film together. That's how he does his um his actors. He he pays. He says, "Okay, we're gonna put this together. I'm gonna make you a star, and I'm gonna pay you on equity." Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's he he get the whole like he from Macon, Georgia, and he'll get like the whole city to come be a part of it. And the the main actors, he'll promise them like a, a major role and some equity. You know what I'm saying? And he'll probably pay him like something just to show up. But for the most part, he'll do that to make his projects like much bigger. But I want to get on the drip check, man. I see you got to um, see, see the outfit, man. I'm, I'm, I'm digging the drip, man. Mogul lifestyle. Appreciate it. Appreciate it's a lifestyle it. thing, man. So yeah. you, you sell merch too? Nah. Oh, you don't sell I just, merch? I just make it for me. Oh, for real? Yeah, my mom, bro, she was she started this, right? She start, She used to have all custom clothes. Mm. She used to get me dripped out in the Louis, like custom, like damn. So my brothers and I used to be like, yo, fly. We was mm. flock's children. Okay. But when she passed away, we now we look. We got to get it on our own now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my yeah. brothers, he used to just rack up on products. Me, I just went to the. <laughs> I don't really care about the brands. But once you start making some more cash flow, it's like I don't need the other brands. Like I don't need this brand. No disrespect. I like the hat. Hat dope, fire as heck. Yeah. But I like this shit. Mm-hmm. You know. And when it's something about your own clothes, you have a little more attachment to it, right? And it's something that it's like you you should wear your own name. Mm-hmm. Because do you get paid to wear the other brands? Nah, you don't. I haven't. You know, they, I'm pretty sure they would. It's actually my cousin's brand, for, uh, Shop 4X Richer. You need four streams of income if you want to get rich. You know, approximately four streams of income. It's actually my cousin, so me and him going to work out an equity situation where I help him, uh, you know, scale on different, um, you know, website platforms. And you know we're gonna work out an equity deal, man. So my head's getting pretty cold, so I'm gonna put this hat on. Yo, y'all got more? I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get one from you. Um, I'm. I'm gonna holler at my cousin. Yeah, yeah. You, when you leave? Uh, Saturday. Okay, I'm gonna holler at my cousin, yeah. man. I'm gonna definitely support, so I can uh, rock that too. Um, yeah, that that's that's the thing right there, right? Understanding that if if I'm wearing Nike, Nike not paying me, but Nike understands that everybody works for them. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's ain't a shot to you, Nike. I'm just saying that. Sometimes, like, hey, because people chose to do it, right? So I got it. I got you. They paid. You got the merch. Cool. I got you. But Nike understands it, right? Everybody works for me. Mm-hmm. So if everybody works for me, what is what? Is, what are we doing with the Nike clothes? What are we doing with Timberland boots? What are we doing with the clothes? We're advertising for free. Yeah, we advertise for But free. this is the day and age that you can get paid with multiple streams by any means. Mm-hmm. So why not wear something that you're gonna get paid for? That's what you see Fashion Nova, right? Like, come right. on, let's be real here. Fashion Nova got all the girls getting paid off. Yo, and my link is down in the bio. Go ahead and get this mm-hmm. Fashion Nova suit, snatching my body up. Like, but why can't you, as a dude, get paid too? Right. Right. So I wear my own, not get paid from that. Why? Because people perceive me at a higher value now. Because mm-hmm. I can't, I'm not wearing clothes that they would could actually have access to. Mm-hmm. So people be like, yo, can I get that? Can I get that? Yo, honestly, bro, I got my own sneakers, right? Through through this partnership. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm wearing the sneakers. Yeah, beach, like, bro. Yo, I'm wearing the sneakers, bro. They like, yo, 
Whose sneakers are those? That's fine. I never seen those. Like, nah, I got a partnership. Um, that's yours. Yeah. Um, you, you, how much you sell them for, bro? I don't sell my sneakers. I don't sell none of my clothes. <laughs> they hate it. Yeah, it was like, yo, bro, if you show that to me right now, I'll buy it. What? How much? Two hundred, easy. <laughs> All right, y'all, but get you a pair tomorrow, bro. <laughs> I got you tomorrow, bro. Don't worry. You don't need to pay me 200 Give me 154 We good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so I, I thought about like going into it, but I did make a couple of sales off of those things because when you're a high-value person, people value you. That's why I said, let me, let me get that off of you because you're a high-value person. And so you represent sure, your cousin. Man. Like, yo, I want to support your cousin too, indirectly, but through you. Like, I want to support everybody. Like, let me yeah, get that. man. That's how I am, man. Let me get that, bro. I want give me that one. Okay. Let, when I leave, let me get that one. Okay. <laughs> you gonna be tight, right? Like, nah, I can't get this. I one. mean, hey, man, you know, um, we having a good conversation, man. So I feel like, man, we can swap hats, man. Swap. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, bro. I ain't gonna do Damn, you like that, bro. Why you wanna do me dirty like <laughs> nah, that, I'm just bro? Playing, man. Yeah. I ain't gonna do you like that, my brother. <laughs> now, any closing statements, man? Before we get up out of here? Yeah, real quick. Oh, we got a, a three day summit. Mm. A three-day summit called Manifest Millions Summit, where we're going to show you how to turn your annual salary into monthly income. So I got something called the Foundational Five. You want to be, be able to have an anchor. What's your anchor? Let's just say your anchor is podcast. Let's say you talk to people. Let's say you charge $1,000 for people to come to your podcast because you can help the market to other people that can potentially get into their business. That's your anchor. Your anchor is your podcast. So now let's say you need to upsell to your anchor. Any, any artist or any person who comes as a guest that comes to speak in a podcast, they might want other perks. So you want to be able to upsell them to different things, right? So now the upsell could be a digital marketing course, a digital marketing platform that shows them actually how to get out in front of more people to reach the audience that they truly want. A digital audience niche matcher, maybe something like that, right? Maybe you charge uh, $1,000 too, but let's just say five. you have five guests. Let's say you have five guests that came in. Five guests and they all paid a thousand dollars. How much do we have? Five thousand. Let's say they all wanted the marketing upsell. Let's say you charge another thousand dollars for that, right? Or maybe you let's say you charge two thousand because you know that they can have it for the entirety of their lives and they can get like maybe like some reels or whatever the case from the show, whatever mm -hmm. the behind the scenes thing that you want to upsell. All of that in one whole package, two thousand dollars. All five people purchase it. That's ten grand. You add that to the five, that's fifteen. Mm. That's your upsell. Okay, cool. Now you got to have an affiliate, right? So the affiliate is somebody that is a strategic partner. You don't want to have to do this work. That's why you want to have an affiliate. We just were talking about what the Nike and get paid to be you. So, mm. okay, cool. Which every business owner or every guest that comes in here, maybe they're artists, maybe they're entrepreneur, whatever the case may be, they're somebody that's showcasing something, which means that they could use more funds. Everybody should have access to a person that can get them funded. So now I get those people funded. Let's just say, I only get three people funded because they only three people are in position to get funded. Maybe I get them access to $100,000 faster than their job could pay them, quicker than they can save it, right? So maybe I give them $100,000, but I take a 3% cut and my man who gets them funded take a 7% cut because the rate is either from 8 to 12%, right, on the dollar. So my man takes seven, I take three. I get three people funded, that's 9K. We already at 15 plus the nine, how much is that? 
We had 24. 24. We had 24K in a month. We ain't even done yet. Hold on, y'all. We ain't done yet. What we said, we got the foundational five. That was only three. So now we got the assets. So the asset is something that you're going to invest in. So for me, my asset is life insurance. So Mm. I invest in life insurance. Why? Because I put my money in life insurance and allow my money to get pregnant. I'm talking about money babies. (laughs) That stomach be real fat. You know, because I got a corporate owned life insurance policy. I'm not talking about the bank, you know, bank account where you get zero zero point one percent i'm talking about twelve percent on your dollar i'm talking about you put fifty thousand in there you're gonna get some change out of that all right so now when we move from the assets we move to the investments we already know my investments is real estate i'm talking about fix and flips i'm talking about these things right we're gonna wholesale right my boys know we about to wholesale something so what can we get in the wholesale deal let's say me and you jv we jv up okay cool we get something that maybe net us a twenty thousand dollar profit we get a twenty thousand dollar profit we got to split it up okay cool you might split it up together since you're a partner y'all might split 10 and i might get 10 by myself right Mm -hmm. so okay cool add the 10 to the 24 we got thirty four thousand in one month what we talking about here what we talking about here man foundational five that's going to give you multiple streams by any means so that way you understand the only thing that you were doing was one thing everything else was pretty much automated everything else was pretty much easy to do only thing that you had to worry about was sitting here on your podcast to make sure that you do a great job to get it out to your listeners i just showed you how to manifest your annual salary to your monthly income because that was only five people imagine if you how many people y'all can get to to a podcast in a month um, depends on that time though. Right. Yeah. yeah. Four, four or five average. Yeah, on average, but lately, man, we've been uh, partner, we've been partnership, yeah. partnership. So we let's just doing... say you got ten. Yeah. Let's just say you got ten in a month. Yeah. That's easy, bro. That's like almost two point five a week, right? Mm-hmm. So all right, cool. Double that up. That's thirty four plus thirty four. That's sixty eight. Mm. I was giving y'all low numbers. You the get ma- what I'm saying? The math like, is math, man. The math is mathing. That's that's sixty eight thousand, nearly seven thousand to seventy thousand dollars in a month. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna show you how to take your annual salary, turn it to your monthly income, and our three day summit. The summit is called Manifest Million Summit. I want you to text the word millions to three four seven four two nine six four nine six, and that way you get access. Once you get access, come ready to play, come ready to glow, come ready to show up because you're getting ready to blow up. Y'all already know multiple streams by any means. When does the summit start? We ain't going to give out a date. We're just going to let them okay. text millions. Okay. <laughs> I got I, you. I want this to be one of the podcasts we keep around for years. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. Text millions to 347-429-6496 and you're going to get access to all the information that you need to start getting registered so that way you can take advantage of our three-day summit. Mm. That was awesome, bro. You got anything before we, uh, before we um, exonerate? <laughs> before we nah, leave? Nah. I had to use a big word, man. You know, I'm, I'm with my brother, man. He's from Brooklyn. <laughs> You know, I had to let them know, got man. The, the South got something to say, man. Y'all with the South, man. That's nah, my brothers I'm, out here, man. Now nah, I'm with. I'm, a, I'm with. Uh, I love. You know, I love everybody, man. Anybody can learn from, man. I love that, man. But uh, it's been another episode of Multiple Streams by any means. And remember, good things come to those that hustle. Facts. Big facts, man. Peace. Peace out. <laughs> that was that good. That was good, y'all. Good yeah, shot, that was good.